0: So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash talkandpop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TALKPOP and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise of Biko. It is your podcast at all things pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise, and joining me is my co-host, my brother from the same mother, Biko. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. Um, Last night, we decided to do something we never actually done before. We saw the Oscars. <laughs> I, never, I never fucking know Nobody
1: will. Who, who watches the Oscars besides cinephiles, celebrities, who actually care about arbitrary prizes of things that they have no control over viewed by old crows that
0: also participate in the academy in Hollywood. But other than that, who gives a fuck? And before that, we get into the Oscars. I do want to mention um, a little bit of sports uh, news that came out. Um, if you guys um, remember the XFL opened this weekend, um, pretty much people were thinking, oh, it's going to be like the XFL in 2001 where they added elements of WWE into um, Russian football. Honestly, that was the opposite. It was more like uh, regular football. Only they tweak kind of the rules, which I did like, because it was trying to focus on more football, less downtime. So the one thing they added was an extra official. So now they have eight officials, and the one official's only duty is to spot the ball to make it faster. And then they added 25-minute play clocks. 25-second, I mean, sorry, 25-second play clocks. So pretty much um, 25 seconds of play. Um, pretty much, the, I mean, there's they only don't, don't do opening kickoffs. Um, the, the, team, the visiting team gets a choice either to receive or kick. Or possibly kick, but um, or start at the certain like um, I think they get thirty-five. thing they start at, um, but they do do kickoffs after a touchdown and after a touchdown, which is kind of interesting. Is there's no extra kick, an extra point kick? They get an option though. You can go for one for the five-yard line, go for two from the ten-yard line, or go for three points from the fifteen-yard line. So it'll be a regular like goal line pretty much. So I mean, there's eight teams right now, and this league's gonna go on. They're gonna play like ten games, so. Each team from each division get to play their divisional opponents twice, just like NFL, and other teams from the other conference, you know, once. Um, they do that for ten games each: um, They do two games on Saturdays, two games on Sundays. Um, and pretty much, uh, it when it comes to, it's kind of like a college rule, so they adapt a little bit of college rule of football. So instead of having two feet in like in the NFL, you can have one foot in when catching. So, um, and that, and like I said, that the, the, the ch- they'll have a final four. Playoff, so whoever has the f- top four records will play in the final four, and then from there on, they'll have the championship. And the fun thing about the championship is right after the draft. So, and of course, there's a lot of like college players, a lot of like former NFL players. You know, they get cut or from the practice squad, they get the chance to try out, and they got like former NFL coaches in there, like Jim Zorn was one of them, uh, Mark Trestman. So they got like former NFL coaches being coaches of this team. And like I said, it's on ESPN and um, Fox right now. are helping out with the the thing is and. Pretty much it's like Vince McMahon is taking a gamble But I think the way he's doing it It's just another football league So no more of that whole In your face WWE style football Like that was in 2001 He's trying to make it more like A regular football league Like an alternative So pretty much giving us more football I mean I think we saw a little bit yesterday because, like, right? Mm, I mean I guess I've been really it, But um, I, I think it's good for People who
1: our athletes, and um, in the sense that it keeps the competition alive, and it gives people uh, athletes an opportunity to use their skills in another league that uh, could remain competitive. And then again, uh, like I, I think it's great that people are able to use their skills as far as athleticism and things like that that they played a game for. I'm assuming years. That they're able to translate that into a life, a livelihood for the for the respective selves and families. Because I'm assuming a lot of these guys, you know, we all have families. So like, hopefully, so like, they all can at least use their talents for that. I mean, I fucking uh, I I'm not surprised uh, about the timing of this, considering the NFL's. Uh, Ratings have took a shot since 2018, I want to say, with the whole... Cap. They blame the Kaepernick thing. I don't buy it. I, I They just use that as a more or less a a, 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 a diversion of, to get you away from the fact that you get about as much as 30 minutes of football from a three-hour thing and two hours and 30 minutes of nothing but advertisements and terrible commentary from Joe Buck. And uh, just like... Just an overabundance of analysis that you already get three hours into it. and I, I mean, if you needed analysis from for five straight hours on a, on a game that hasn't happened yet, from players who haven't even stepped on the field yet, watch fucking ESPN. That's what their, their bread and butter is. Um, but as far as seeing another league sprout up, something that's been around, essentially just kind of rebranded and tweaked a bit. I mean, the Vince McMahon thing is whatever. In this case, it's not really him. He just kind of was the brand head to kind of push this into being a, an actual thing. And from what it looked like, it looks pretty good. I mean, it's professional. You got people who essentially know what they're doing. They played the sport. They've been around it, so they have experience. Um, so it's just good to ice from that aspect to see it, that these people are able to at least channel their skills into this other league I mean I think it's good that they're doing that for football I mean they fucking do it for everything else right yeah. um, and it not involving another wrestling outlet is good too uh, we, I think we have enough of those but um yeah it's fuck,
0: fuck it so definitely check it out guys it's, it's football the, definitely, yeah. check it out if you're a football fan I think it's like I said it's another way to keep football going yeah um, and one thing I do want to mention um, there's a thing I mean, we'll speak speaking of wrestling um, before we get into that um, we do have a discord channel guys um we got Discord, so go to when you're on Discord look for the server, it's talk talk and pop podcast all one word. Um either we got two channels right now. One channel's pretty much hashtag hashtag general. And right now our topic today will be Oscar Reactions. So there's a channel, so look for hashtag Oscar Reactions and other topics. Um pretty much you guys wanna chime in, I'm pretty much gonna be monitoring the Discord. It's something that you know we're working on and possibly we're possibly might do a video podcast, so basically um, we're working on that towards possibly being streaming on Twitch, um, and like I said, it'll be like, we'll, we'll keep the regular audio format on Mondays, but now we're going to add the, like, the video element to it, so that's something we're going to be working on as well, and like I said, we got to e you later this month before we get to that more. I um, want to go back to wrestling, um, of course, when we got NXT TakeOver Portland, it's coming out this Sunday on WWE Network. Um, Apparently, on um, Dwayne Johnson broke the news that his daughter, Simone, has officially completed a tryout and is officially part of the WD development at the Performance Center. So she's pretty much following in her father's footsteps. Um, pretty much, he tweeted on Twitter, congratulating his daughter. His daughter's excited. Um, Triple H, even China, saying that she earned, not because of what her dad is, but she earned her spot. So that's kinda of cool that like the next generation that's going on, like she's trying to follow her dad's footsteps. That's kind of cool. It's kinda cool, like keeping the tradition alive. You know, yeah. same like thing with Dwayne, like, you know, he followed his dad, you know, the late you know, soul man Rocky Johnson. Um so that's kinda of cool keeping keeping on that family legacy. You got Charlie Flair, who's second generation star, you got Randy Orton, same thing. It's like you got Who knows, like even Raymond Sear's son Dominic's been training too, so who knows? Maybe we'll see him, you know. Seven generations, like the new generations keeps going on, and um, so I can't that's kind of exciting, you know. She tried out and she made it, so she's part of that new class of um signings they did as well. They did like a couple of like independent signings as well, and pretty much all um, Of course, WD Backstage will be on tomorrow on the W Network on Fox Sports One. Of course, CM Punk will be on there because, of course, he's an analyst, so he'll come on at certain appearances. And it's kind of funny though, ever since he um. It's funny because he's making jokes too. Because I guess um, on SmackDown they didn't even mention his name. They mentioned who was gonna get started. Sorry, fair. he put out Twitter's like, "Oh, I guess they're not gonna say my name, guys. What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I think because of the fact that he did that one tweet to the to the Miz, because I guess the last time Miz was on backstage, Punk was on there, and it got to the point where, you know, Punk took throw some shade about you know them um, pretty much kissing up to the Saudi Arabia government just for the money. Yeah. So, pretty much. So, I, that, I think that's, like, WWE was kind of ripped by it, but Fox you know, didn't take any ramifications against Punk, because, remember, Punk works for Fox, guys. So he doesn't work for WWE. So, kind of like the that Fox just let him, you know, Fox is not afraid to promote him, so that's kind of cool. Like, they stand by him and stuff, so that's kind of cool. Um, So, let's get to the new degree, guys. Um, let's get to the Oscars 2020. Like I said, this is something that, you know, I have never seen the Oscars that long. I never followed too much. I always read online, or since I looked at different, like, websites like comic.com comic resources just to see if any comic book movies actually won because I know there were some that were nominated for different top version of an effects. so actually pulled up um the beginning of the Oscars. um, what you think of that opening number by Janelle monet she pretty much opened oh, up
1: oh she's saying the uh the mr rogers weird mr rogers theme. not weird i don't i didn't mean to say yeah, I... that necessarily uh no, no, no it's cool it's fine um i i don't have a particular gripe with the opening act um i more or less just like the over uh i like mr rogers i don't have a problem with them it's more or less like the fact that we got two back-to-back produced titles and i think one didn't get as much marketing as the one that tom hanks film did i think the first one was like a
0: documentary uh, yeah and
1: this one's just kind of like a biopic almost a a biopic inspired by his friend slash neighbor that, that like essentially him or like knew, you know, got to know him throughout. I mean, it was his neighbor. Like it was his good friend. So like they get through the perspective of him, which is cool. I mean, you know, it's nice to get that and I understand a documentary is not going to sell as much as, like, uh, a biopic featuring a, a pretty prolific actor such as Tom Hanks. It couldn't have been anybody at this point. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a gripe against both of them. It's just more or less, like, why did one get more marketing over the other? I did, like, I never—and I mind you guys, I'm on YouTube a lot, which i fucking fucking—I'm scratching my head to this day why I pay for Netflix. <laughs> I pay for Netflix for stand-up, folks. If you're, gonna, if you're a big stand-up fan, get Netflix. Anywho— uh, I I don't pay for YouTube bread. I don't see a pro, I don't see that or YouTube TV. I use it for free, and I fucking am on there all the time. And you know, you get your ads. It's a dime a dozen, and I frankly see the same ad every three or so videos. But this one, I I hardly ever seen anything for the the documentary of um Fred Rogers, but the Tom Hanks one, I fucking saw that everywhere. I saw that I saw that uh, on YouTube. I saw when I'm browsing Reddit. I, I even fucking saw it on Spotify Premium. Yeah, that's right, folks. You're know, not supposed to get ads on Spotify Premium, but I fucking got it. I was like, what in the hell? Okay, cool. So, like, I I just found that weird. But um, it's cool. Janelle Monae's uh, opening act was great. I mean, she's a hell of an artist and a singer. So it was cool seeing her opening up the – I was going to say the Grammys. The Oscars. <laughs>
0: That was cool yeah. And they didn't do like a host this year So it was kind of oh, yeah. Um, They had like um Steve Martin and then Chris Rock Kind of opened up a little bit so that was kind of cool A little banter between them Um, They did some, a little bit of jokes and stuff And um, and pretty much uh, And uh, So it was kind of cool seeing them Like the banter between the two of them And of course you know They didn't even put fun that they all did the Oscars in the past So that was kind of interesting as well So they kind of did that as well so like i said they started to go with the host format again um so pretty much they had different presenters um one thing i do want to mention um i was looking at uh was at this clip someone posted on reddit about i guess brad pitt was on the red carpet and um they were asking him a question all of a sudden when they mentioned tv he said um oh yeah tv better check out letter so <laughs> he's a big fan of letter oh right? they asked somebody watching on tv he said letter was the first thing it came to his mind. He's like <laughs> yeah hey, guys so, yeah, definitely. they're
1: just like us. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. They're just no, like
0: Kenny's, us. Letter Kenny's a great show, guys. It's a, it's that's one of good. those like that's super funny. hits that, you know, it's on Hulu. Hulu got the North American rights. Um, It's a Canadian show that's from Crave. But it's really funny because this is something that started as a YouTube channel called Letter Kenny Problems and pretty much brought on to like more of a show. And it's kind of cool. It's only like each season's like seven or six episodes. But the jokes are so spot on, and the actors are great, like the delivery and the fluidity of the co- the comedy, and then pretty much all the actors, like, pretty much bounce off each other, so it's like it's like they all click, like Wayne and his sister Katie, I'm like, they're all in Squirrelly Dan, and they got, they got Daryl, who they call Dairy because he works on a dairy farm, so it's kind of like, you know, they deal oh, yeah, with the different it. people in their town, because it's like an Irish-Canadian town, um, it's a fictional town, basically, but it's like a small town, so... It's like everyday problems. Like, you got the Higgs, you got the Skids, you got the churchgoers. So, it's like these people living in this small town. And, like I said, the jokes are funny. And I kind of like, um, They had like, one season they had Jay Burchill guest star on there for a little bit. Um, and honestly, like, these actors actually made appearances in other well, shows. he's Canadian. And then, then plus, they made it other shows as well. And, of course, um, these, I'm starting to see the Galapagos wearing the illiterate Kenny Irish jerseys, like, every front of pictures... And of course, the beer Puppers got to the point they even got a brewing company making it, so it's kind of interesting as well. Um, like I said, definitely check it out. It's on Hulu, but I just wanted to mention that before we get into that because I was like, somebody posted on Reddit like, "Oh, dude, oh, Brad Pitt looks like Kenny," so it's like, I'm um, so, so, sorry. Um, pretty much, you know, it is enjoyable, so definitely check out that show. Um, so let's get on to it. Um, makes I see Martin open it up. So see Martin, Chris Rock opened it up. Um. Which I think they didn't have an official host. They kind of just. Uh, I think because what happened with Kevin Hart and stuff, and you know the tweets and stuff. I think it's kind of it's really hard to get hosts. It's like even Chris Rock and T poke fun at the fact that they they're lucky they're out there because it's always gonna look at the twitters because it's basically, but like everyone's screening Twitter now. It's like
1: no, I think it's just people are fucking scared as shit, and of course the people, the they don't want the media knows that they're fucked. Uh, considering that it's a very polarizing thing online and people say their stupid shit Uh, and this cancel culture is getting ridiculously out of hand but um, yeah I liked how they, uh, they would segue each it was weird because what I noticed at least starting off, and it's happened before each presenter was introduced, is that they would have these random people, maybe not necessarily random, but people I'm assuming that's in and around the industry or something, they introduce themselves very awkwardly, trying to be very realistic and saying, hey, look, you're at the grand or the Oscars, and then you're, like, they were trying to be meta like it was a Twitter meme or something, but mm-hmm. in real life, like the guy saying, like, look, it's my first time here, uh, like... Oh, well, anyways, you know, look at me, standing next to this, this. I'm just like, are you guys just trying to be meta? you think that's funny? Like, I, it, they were trying to break the fourth wall while I was staring at the camera. Like, you're not really breaking the fourth wall. You're kind of just doing that. But nonetheless, they were presenting. The They were introduced to people, the celebrities coming up to to present the, the nominees for insert award here. And uh, we got, like, duos getting up there. And each duo did a good job of... of
0: the um, mission performance was great. Yeah. Um, they had um, right. India Mazel performing that one song from Frozen Two, but it was kind of cool. of well, the performance was, they include all the actresses who portray Elsa in different languages, so they all got represented. So that was kind of cool. Um, Eminem apparently made uh appearance. Yeah, he made a little. They, they, they did this weird because music. They, I guess um, they try to ask him like 17 years ago to make an appearance, but he declined. To perform at the Oscars But that was like It was surprising And the funny thing I found out when um, He declined to pick up The award
1: Not to perform 17 years Because he won For original uh, uh, song. For 8 Mile Yeah for loser Yourself But he wasn't He didn't want to go And pick it up It wasn't so that Like I was he like, refused to be there and I he think did. he probably Just wasn't there
0: Yeah and then That was kind of cool Before that same song And then I found out okay. That um, Elton John Was his A.A. sponsor Yeah I'm not so that was, was kind of cool on the to John. So, look we'll at, like I said, that's what they wanted to point out. Like I said, the performances were great. You know, they had great musical performances. And pretty much, like you said, every presenter, you know, had their say their their lines and stuff. Like, say, their, you know, something you could tell the ring from a teleprompter, but they probably improvise a little bit as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little bit. They probably put a little bit of their niche into it. But they all click on um, it was cool seeing brie larson sigourney weaver and gal gadot all the there, you got wonder woman ripley and captain marvel all together. and they're made a joke saying they're starting a fight club <laughs> and that was kind of kind of funny and um so i don't know if you want to go through all the awards or you just want to pick out like certain ones
1: well i mean well hold on uh, i wanted to provide some context uh just yeah, like, go ahead dude. so we had so the group pairings they had uh going up i, I was listening um I listened to NPRs up daily this morning and they're talking about that. And, uh, mm-hmm. They talked about uh, Parasite and uh, they talked about how Maya Rudolph and uh, Kristen Wiig should have hosted the whole thing because they're little... Their little uh, spiel when they went to present some some of the awards. Oh, that was kind of That was alright. Like, it went a little longer than the other ones did. Uh, but it was okay. Like, if they hosted it, they would have. The, that back and forth thing works well because you can just see that they've done so many properties together and SNL that they like. It's like your co worker to co worker relationship. Like, you guys know each other the best because you're around each other all the time. So it was nice to see that whole Like, if. If it was them two and Steve Martin Chris Rock hosting the whole thing, I would have been fine. Like, now they're just not doing that, but it's cool. It, it's more or less like, the, like a Teen Choice Award at that point. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, so we, we can, yeah, let's go down the list. We'll, we'll you see. You wanna, wanna go through everything or? I uh, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, we could we, do, like, a little. Let's, let's do them. I can't say important shit because every job in the movie.
0: Yeah, it's like so many things in here that I don't want to like. Well, let's
1: let's say the movies that were at least uh, thematic. well, We'll say all the movies that were thematically chosen throughout the year that were essentially the ones that they were choosing from because everything else is just specifics as far as actresses and
0: actresses. well I mean there and was different the ones I think um, 90s like the for, pretty much for if you want to go like nomination yeah just go because uh, like,
1: it's, it's essentially just a film and then you most of the films were out.
0: like I think Mayor's Story was kind of shown a lot there Jojo Rabbit Little Women Irishman um 1917 uh, Parasite Joker um, Once Upon a Time Hollywood. I mean a lot of these Sword most of Safari. these films were pretty much like mm-hmm. mentioned a lot and um animated. like because I think most of those films were like nominated um animated feature I mean that's I think I do I want to give you my spiel on that one uh, yeah, uh hold on go we can start with the animated films
1: so like uh um, um, as far as this year goes I'll let you go on your spiel right now but I want to say uh for as and mind you, we never really watched the Oscars. I'm not a big film guy, I like watching movies, but I have I have a terrible attention span with ADD. So, like, you really got to grasp me. I have to be in the movie theater to uh, fucking watch a, to be more inclined to watch a movie. I'll watch a stand up before I watch a movie, which is it's just my preference. But the animated film things, it seems that there was only like a four to five films being chosen, and I can swear throughout this year. During the window of, the, of them choosing which ones. There were a lot of animated movies this year. And only a couple got picked. Um, and, and in the animation category, being that they don't really spread too much on it. It's very surprising that they didn't add a bunch of them. And decided to go with some early like picks. And disregarding a lot of other ones that came out. That not only were original titles. But probably more substantially creative and better than these, I want to say, Pixar sequels getting released for nostalgic purposes or new animation things uh, that were thrown in there. could have been internationally or even short stories that were animated shorts that could have been thrown in there, too. I They've done that before with the Pixar opening one. So I'm just kind of like... They the Academies do the same thing at the Grammys, but let me let me go with your spiel and I'll compare that after. Go ahead, go ahead and. Do I mean the, the one gram. thing
0: I mean based on the nominees, <laughs> that shit was stupid. <laughs> the the region of nominees. Let me read you the nominees first. And I want to give you something yeah, that I felt that was kind of bullshit. Sorry guys, we're gonna be swearing. You know, we're, so if you're if you got a young one listening to you, I'm sorry. We'll try to keep the more common ones, but if you want to use earbuds, go right ahead. Um, for the nominees, we had Toy Story Four, um, claws, claws, Missing Link. How to Train Your Dragon, like the last one. And I lost my body. One thing I did want to mention that got snub, which was really good, was Weathering With You. Got snub. Your Name got nominated a couple years ago. But "Working With You, which was pretty much the, the, by the same director, Wakona Sakai, who did Your Name. Of course, Biko and I watched that film when Funimation had it available for the summer. It was a great film. And Warring With You was another sequel. I'll say it was a sequel, but another original work. I just felt that to me, it's like anime. Um, see, I'm like the anime guy for this podcast. So, there's a lot of people. I mean, anime is a big thing. And, like, I it's kind of hard for the fact that, you know, Hollywood, they try to adapt anime properties. But when it comes to academies, they don't want to release an anime film, be nominated, or even considered. I mean, the last anime film that won. And Oscar was Spirited Away in 1999. But why right with you, I have not seen the film, but they had screenings here in the U.S. It's funny how anime films, when they have it at a certainly limited release, generate the most money as opposed to a movie that's been on for weeks. Uh-huh. Mrs. Social Monster is, excuse me, there is fandom. Because I'm an anime guy. I love anime. You know, think about it. Anime wasn't inspired by American, you know, animation. You know, and they always credit, you know, like, the creator Aster Boy always credit Walt Disney as his inspiration. But it's, like, it's funny how they get flacked, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm not, you know, throwing shade on Toy Story or Claws or these other films. Um, it was cool seeing the Lincoln in there because, you know, it's by Arvin Studios who created Wallace and Gromit. How Train and Dragon or you know, DreamWorks needs to have their little thing in there. But, I mean, there were sequels. I mean, I'm not the big on sequels. I just wish... They added more nominees. I just wish the wedding video was even considered, but to me, it got snub. It's like, guys, anime is a big industry in the U.S. People don't realize how how easy we get it when it comes to anime access. You know, getting it the same day as Japan versus Japan, they have to wait till prime time to watch these episodes. Who knows, they get lucky to get the same streaming service as us. But um it just, you know... You know, congratulations to Toy Story. It ended up being day one, best anime feature. Yeah. But to me, it was like, all right. Because it was on ABC, Disney had to win. That's my thing. It it was a little bit of favoritism, but...
1: They always have to.
0: I just saw Toy Story 4. I can see why. It was sad. It was sad story. So, I mean, I can see why it won. But at the same time, I wish, you know... A Japanese animated film was considered as a nomination. That, that was my two cents, just to spread out the diversity. But you had, you know, Miss Linguist British, you know, Armid Studios, and I think I, I Lost My buy was, like, a French film, I guess. And Klaus, I don't know where that was. I'm assuming that was on Netflix or something. Uh, yeah. So, but, and then DreamWorks, like, another American film. I mean, there was pretty much two American films, and... You know, I just wish they would have, you know, spread out. DreamWorks
1: is that the, the How to Train Your Dragon 3.
0: Or the final one, I guess. Um, But, yeah, well. but like I said, that was my thing. was I wish the other thing we did was at least consider the nomination, you know, for a cameo award. But, you know, like I said, congratulations to Disney Pixar. They won. And, like I said, I'm not throwing shade Toy Story 4. It was a good way to end the franchise. and I mean, the animation got better, though. It looks like the animation got a little bit better. And I think it went back to more like Woody this time, you know. Pretty much a Woody focused sequel, pretty much, and pretty much him, you know, contemplating, you know, do I stay with Bonnie or do I, you know, stay behind and help other toys find homes. Like I said, definitely check it out on Disney Plus. But like I said, congratulations, Disney Pixar. I just wanted to give my shit on that one. So, (laughs) uh, what's your take on that,
1: Um They the the uh at least from watching last night. It seems like they they just they're not any different from the Grammys. Uh, in the sense that they both hold boards of people who are who perpetuate this industry Uh, um, and i know from uh the academy they they get actors producers writers uh directors they all get the vote probably in their mailbox or whatever um, they all get to see these things and vote. Who knows if they even watch the movies? I remember going on a, a few subreddits from people who had like Ask Me Anything mm-hmm. uh threads and uh, people who who are who used to be in the academy, who worked the academy. They don't. Half of them don't even see all the movies. They don't. Half of them don't. Like a lot of the time, it's just through popular. Uh, they go to the popular trending list. Like they do the same thing with the the music and the and uh, at least for the Grammy selections, mm-hmm. like uh, referring to the Grammys. At least a, a big controversy this year was uh, Tyler Tyler the Creator won for Best Rap Album, Igor. and it being a big uh, it, it's all right album. It's all, it's good. It's 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 different for him. It's very experimental. And it's good. I I like the way where he's going. However, it's not really a rap album. Like, he's got maybe two or three raps on it. Everything else is very much him singing very melodically. Uh, the production is di- so different, and it's cool. It's cool. So it's like, even he had to go and say when he accepted the award that, like, can we please stop calling it the best urban best urban category? It's just a politically uh, correct way for you guys to say the N-word, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, you always put rap under urban. Or they can't accept the fact that hip-hop is pop music. It's been pop music, and now that it's overtaken rock, uh, for the last several years
0: now. second. we the, saw it happen. And then Lil Nas X taking a little bit of country into it to try. To-
1: yeah, and then and you know, and then even country fans were like, "What the fuck is this?" And look at that. Even it ended up being now it's the most fucking big song that overpassed Billy Jean, and, and fucking like it's crazy to think that. But nonetheless. They they run to the same problem of where, like, even a lot of those people who get to vote for the different genres and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, I know you have to categorize things. That's just nature and for from hum- humanity to categorize things. Mm-hmm. But if their one job is to go through the things that they feel th- that should be recognized for an award this year from your own industry that you participate in, the machine there... And you get other parts of the machine to vote. They had one job, and it's to give you a list of things. Give it a good go-around, give it again, spark a joint, drink some whiskey. I don't fucking know. But you can't just, like, sit there and fucking listen to these things. Like, it happens once a year. This award show happens once a year so we can get to see the rich and the famous that people go in and do their trophy stuff just like everyone else gets to do when they played sports growing up or whatever the case may be for a contest, and they do it. So with the academies, I saw, like, it's it's very easy to see that, especially when um, the award, they don't show, obviously, they don't show all the awards on the TV. A lot of these, a lot of um, people accept rewards leading up to it, but they, never, they only televise the ones that they deem most important. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, seeing how they were talking about the documentary thing. Oh yeah, I we never do want heard, a best never, short
0: documentary. Yeah, off.
1: like I had never seen I never heard of any of those documentaries and let alone ones that were on Showtime or like Netflix or whatever and those things I'm sure that's where the case is and I don't have those things. So maybe that's why I'm missing out on it. However, a lot of these streaming services have plenty of documentaries. And
0: I think they do a good job of, you know, Setting up the algorithm to what they pitched you, what you like. And if you want to talk about documentaries, I think we're the ones that you know we mentioned. Uh, it was back that doc, best uh, documentary feature. Now these were American Factory, um, The Edge of Democracy, um, for, Sa- for Sama, mm-hmm. Honeyland, the Cave. I mean, I've never seen any documentaries. Like I said, I don't know. I wonder why they. I'm surprised they don't advertise this. And, like if you go Cause... on the Netflix, they don't show like they advertise. I don't know who likes the ones. The ones that they make. Just the ones they made, but at least Hulu will actually show you, like, hey, this documentary is available. Check it out. And they try to spread as much as they can. It's like if it's not a murder documentary
1: or a cult documentary, they won't. And that's funny because a lot of the documentaries that were nominated are very relevant cases that we're seeing today. I mean, the American Factory one was made by Obama's fucking film production company that he invested in to show the fucking shit that American Factories are going through with these China integrations. And it's showing that we could work together instead of being this weird, greedy thing where we don't wanna realize that we, we're we the biggest consumer. And and instead of investing in our people to build up skills that can produce our own products maybe, like we're always on our ass about like Made in America, Made in America, and we're all about it. I'm all about it too, but to an extent, like if, if this is how we wanna fight shit like that and be more reliable on ourselves, Why the fuck do we not work with them into, you know, China's good at fucking stealing our intellectual property. Why the hell wouldn't we just work with them and be like, look, let's do a deal instead so we make it legit. And instead of us having to keep slapping a wrist every time you steal something from us, like, because everyone knows we're going to do it. This is why we're seeing things happen now. But I digress. Um, All the documentaries were cool because they're all very relevant topics that are still happening. And documentaries are very important because they shine the light on shit that's going on that you may not be well informed on. And you can still do your The whole point is to spark the conversation and the idea for you to go research, no matter your beliefs. I just want you to research it. And so American Factory being the winner of the documentary category, I think that was uh i'm not surprised they won that i'm sure that was more or less biased because they needed to but at the same time it's like it's pretty cool to see that they that they made that obama his production company made a a film about something that's very uh, an important issue as we go forward in this country and, and how things are moving along and resources are becoming more scarce and scarce by the minute and innovation and whatnot um but yeah, the, the, the documentaries um, category. A lot of the editing, sound, original scores. Um, I think a lot of those things got overshadowed by the num- the musical performances that were put in. A lot of random things. They, went there, mention, um,
0: they picked on Jeff Bezos.
1: Oh yeah, they, he was Jeff there. Jeff Bezos
0: was there. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, because you know Amazon, you know they tried to uh, they're investing in the film industry as well. You know, Amazon. So, I mean, they got some good films on there. I definitely got to check those nah, out. I well, it was yeah, it was kind of funny. And then see, Martin made a joke saying, "I don't want to make fun of him anymore because I want to get my packages on time." So yeah. it was kind of a little poke. At him. But one thing I wanted to do mention, um, uh, this is something I did actually took a liberty to seeing these short films. It was the best animated made short film. I actually saw Hair Love. That's I good. I think that was really good. I actually enjoyed yeah. it. It was Hair Love. Was that animated sister, kid, Bull, memorable, and daughter. And then Hair Love and the winning. What was kind of cool. Congratulations to uh, all Amy Cherry and Karen Wooper Tolliver for that. Was actually kind of cool. I like it. Was like basically it was like a dad. It was like a single dad trying to do his daughter's hair because, I mean, we can't relate. Uh, I know our roommate, Mondo, like, he has a daughter, but I don't know if he's ever done his, her hair, so we may never ask him, but I bet you, I mean, for any single dads out there, you know, try to do the best, you know, in the situation and to make sure your daughter looks good. But, I mean, it was, good. It was a good animated film. What's kind of cool was the crew actually had a little girl pin, like, her face on a pin, so it was kind of cool. Um, congratulations to them. Um, another category we can talk about, uh... Oh, best visual effects. Um, the best visual effects, we had uh, for for nominees were nineteen seventeen, um, Star Wars: the Rise of Skywalker, Avengers: Endgame, the only Marvel film that was nominated in a, in a nomination category, um, The Lion King, and The Irishman. Um, nineteen seventeen won. I had not seen nineteen seventeen. I see the the traders for it. So the like more one, which is kind of like a rare film like a war to, to get films because the, I mean honestly to me like the most war that's overused in media is War 2 is the most used if you go and look up even video games they even like they use that war but it's kind of rare to see you know World War 1 being used in a movie so that that one congratulations to oh man I'm going to fudge these names Guillaume Rosharan, Dominic uh, Tue and Greg Butler for that movie film um Let's see if we get best uh, best original song. Um, they had um. Into the unknown from Frozen. Um, I can't let you throw yourself from by Randy Newman for Toy Story 4. I'm staying with you. I am Warren. Um, stand out from Harriet. I'm gonna love me again by Elton John and Bernie Taupin for Rocket Man. Um, the best original song was Elton John. He won an Oscar. He, won, he, won for, he for Bernie one for uh Rocket. I'm gonna. Love me, gonna love me again and he actually performed a song at the Oscars as well in John was there. That's yeah cool. it was
1: pretty cool to see him perform accept his award I don't think he's ever won an, an, a Grammy for his uh, original thing and original score and I think that's awesome um, that after all these years he's still gonna sing and I'm sure it had to be surreal to be like holy crap they made a movie about me and I just won an, an original score for a song we wrote years ago <laughs> I think it's <laughs> all, fucking awesome but uh it was cool. I mean, even fucking Eminem. It, that's the weird the thing with the music performances. They were like five to ten minutes, some more than others. Um, and then, uh,. A lot of them, they would introduce them so quickly that, or like, they'll just start going on that you sometimes are met with like, "Who the fuck is that?" Or like, mm-hmm. I think that's why the whole meme about like Scorsese not knowing that Eminem was fucking about the performance. Like, I don't think anybody did.
0: They just I kinda, think it was unexpected. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know why people who are on the internet are just like, "Yeah, it's because it's an old man boomers." Like, no, I don't like every musical performance, even though the opening on you know, jean Monet, like everything just started off, like everything was just like boom bow, boom bow, um, and there were always. Assuming that all oh, were pressed for time, were pressed for time. That shit was like four hours. Pressed for time,
0: my ass. They give these guys all like forty-five God, seconds to do a post Yeah, poster. I was like, like that's in no. a minute, guys. Come on, give them a minute. They want to give time to they think to, to digest them. it. Yeah, and
1: like you're telling me, and you, you know, you didn't notice towards the end, like those last three words, were pressed for time or pressed for time. Well, fuck, you guys are the one controlling it. Like, what are we? Why? Like, we we're not saying you're pressed. It's your show. Who's pressing you for time? The network. What are they showing on a fucking Sunday that's more important? then something that's not really important. to And plus, with. you know,
0: the networks <laughs> gave money from the spots. Yeah, like, what? what?
1: Which was what? Eminem's Cadillac and, uh, this, and the another one. They showed the same
0: commercials. That no, was time. like Cadillac, I think. It was like mostly like yeah,
1: Cadillac, Eminem, and something else. m and there was another ad. Um, those were like the same ones over and over again that they would play. And then maybe movie trailers. Other than that, it's like, wh- who are they trying to please here? Like Regina, Regina Hall was there, Regina, and, yeah. and she did. She got her award um, even before that. She was talking about on the red card, She was talking about Cadillac um, using her as a spokeswoman for like the next. And then of she's directing now. so that's kind of cool. Yeah, and that was awesome. And then they showed a commercial. It was a little bit longer for Cadillac, and then she was like, as if she was getting interviewed. So I was just like, all right, well. I mean, they got the corporate sponsors behind them, but towards the end, it was weird, because it's just like, are you really guys that pressed for time? You've been saying it's like, you guys are the ones who have organized this, like, whoever the producers of the awards shows are. like. Who, if it's like maybe if you didn't spend an hour just on the red carpet cr- critiquing these people's outfits that they don't even get
0: to choose
1: really yeah. you know, like that's it.
0: Okay, let, another one. less another category we can talk about is mm-hmm. best adapted screenplay. So we had um best adapted. Taka Watiti for um Jojo Rabbit, um Greta Gerwig for Little Women, um Steve Zellahan for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Anthony McCartan for The Two Popes, and Scott Silver for Joker. And Taka he won for Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit, so it was congrats for him. He be- and they said he became the first, you know, person of Maori descent because he's from New Zealand for to win an Oscar. So it was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Natalie Portman presented it to him, so that was pretty cool. So then get they get to work together on you know Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. there won um, a couple years um so let was cool seeing him congratulations to him you know i can't wait um then we'll, we'll go to best original screenplay we had um Hong's jin one and bong ju who for parasite um you got marriage story by noah bomback quentin tarantino from once upon a time in hollywood ryan johnson for knives out that was kind of cool we got um christy wilson Karms um, for, uh, for 1917 and Sam is for uh, scene and Paras, Jahanjin won and Bong jo hoo won for Parasite. That That's was good. the
1: first award that he won, uh, that the director won for uh, for the night. We'll
0: say that was <laughs> that first award, like like yeah, for yeah, right. a Korean film, which I know. But the funny thing is, a lot of people are mentioning that film on like, Twitter and stuff. It's like I don't know if it, it was ever in theaters. I don't know if it was. It in, was. It was, but I just... <sighs> it was just selected as fuck. and Oh, yeah. It was one of selected theaters that by a lot of people online were talking about. I was like, check out Parasite. Yeah, that's good. So then, um, speaking of that, um, let's move on to uh, best foreign language film. Of course, we have Parasite, um, Les um Corpus Christi, Honeyland, and Pain and Glory. Parasite won for best foreign language film. So, uh, guys are seeing a trend here. Um, best original music score we had Hildur oh man I'm going to fudge up this last name it's Gunal Natsutir sorry <laughs> uh, for Joker um, Star Wars Red Star John Williams Thomas Newman for 1917 Alexandre Desplat for Little Women and Randy Newman for Marriage film. and Hildur Grunin a female composer won for Joker so she won so that was kind of cool
1: mm.
0: uh, Best Director um, we had Bon hu for Parasite, Quentin Tarantino for What's a Time in Hollywood, Top Philos for Joker, Barney Scorsese for The Irishman, and Sam Mendes for 1917. Before we announce to the winner, what do you think of the nominees for this category? For which one? For Best Director. Uh,
1: I, I'm not... I, I... I know it was going to be a close race between... uh. Um, Parasite's director and and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would have. I'm not saying I'm mad about the choice. I think I haven't seen Parasite, but I'm already uh, I lo- I like Korean films a lot, so I already know it was it was gonna be good. Um, th- but we did see uh, which McCall, we did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And and I thought Joker. it was awesome too. And Joker. Uh, I I didn't think Joker was gonna win Best Director. I don't think it should have either. Uh, I think it, it it's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. I'm not saying it should win Best Director, though. But it's a solid movie, you know. Um, but, like, we're talking about Tarantino and... and um, oh, fuck. How do you say his name again? I, I fucking can't
0: say uh, it. Oh, right? the director? Yeah. Bong... Oh, yeah. Here we go. It's Bong jun ho Bong jun ho He... For
1: fuck's sake, like, that movie just looks crazy good. Like, I, I, that was, like, one of the only ones I actually saw a trailer for that I was like, fuck, this looks great. Um, and I'm not... I honestly thought it was going to be the him or Tarantino taking it. Uh, and
0: and I'm not mad about it. Like, that's... And I, what's weird is that I was Like, really even, the, even the Even even when uh, Bones, the director, I said the word, he was he was shocked because, you know, he wasn't at the same category as these directors. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to win. And then he... That's why he quoted, like, Barnes Scorsese. Like, he's, he did a quote from him and, you know... He credits that he's like he said he wished he could take a Texas chainsaw and pretty much uh <laughs> cut the Oh, well that to. was for different though. That's a different award. But like <laughs> But so. like it's funny I kinda of like the fact what the winners were like crediting the, like, the other people nominated. That was kinda of cool that they pay homage to all of them saying, you know, it's great to be nominated with you guys and um so, we'll get into to uh, Best Supporting Actress. So, we had um, Laura Dern from *Air Story, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, and Florence Pugh for um, Little Women, and Laura Dern won for Marriage Story. I've not seen Mayor's Story, so I'm just, it's on Netflix, I believe. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Netflix, original. So, it looks like it's gonna good. So, congratulations to Laura Dern. I mean, I think the only time I ever saw her was in Star Wars. Oh, Laura Dern. Yeah, she was in the... Uh, what was it The Last Jedi?
1: Yeah, she's the one with the pink hair.
0: Yeah, so like, pink I never hair. seen her work besides that, but congratulations to her. So, so, um, then there was uh, the best actress award. Um, we had Renee Zellweger for Judy, um, Charlize Theron for um, Bombshell, Cynthia Ebro, Ebro for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Mirror Story, and Rosalie Rodin for Little Women. Um, Renee Zellweger won for Judy. Um, it was for, I like, guess it was like a biopic on Julian Garland. Mm. which I did not see trailers for. It's funny yeah. how we see these, like, the one thing I do want to mention, like you said, we see um, these nominations for films, like, I we don't see them get pushed into theaters. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I'm very surprised.
0: Dude, like, not even mean. TV time, like, I don't know how they get in there without every, any marketing or anything. But like I said, I'm not discrediting the nominees. I'm not discrediting the I mean She's a great, good actress, so I mean, I'm not going to discredit her. But I was going to to her, you know? All yeah. right.
1: It was nice to see that she's still. I mean, it was it was a good pick to to choose her as like um, as Judy Garland. Like that's that's interesting. But like man, it's so fucked that like I didn't even know they were doing that. Like uh, they did a whole Judy Garland biopic kind of deal when like the her later years essentially after the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, because remember she was like
0: a teenager.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they thought that she was just gonna be a one hit wonder with that, and like and that wasn't the case. And I think that's cool that they like showed a little bit of, um, shine some light on Judy Garland, because I don't think she had an easy life either, but... Fuck if we knew that they was think... That's what's so weird, like, they want the public to be very enthused and watch these shows, but then, like, half the stuff they don't really have to, And, like, that's not up to them, it's up to marketing people that they, they obviously, like, work with in the networks and stuff, that they pay money and flow through that, but, like, wow... It we're and it's we're talking about Renee Zellweger like she's been in Hollywood so it's very strange to see that they don't even like like she won Best Actress for that film and that film was hardly I don't know I don't even remember seeing that in movies but
0: yeah good for good for her for winning okay let's get to <laughs> Best Supporting Actor um we had Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, uh, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, mm-hmm. um, Al Pacino for The Irishman, and Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, wow, seeing seen Joe Pesci's name, you know, been a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome that, to see that he uh, was nominated again. And Brad Pitt up winning for... Mm-hmm. What's my time with it? It's a good film. Definitely check that out, guys. Brad Pitt did a good job. You know, he played a sum yeah. and then his speech. What do you think of his speech he did? Because I was like... He's like, I can't to make a decision faster than, oh man, he put fun like a political. John Bolton's nine seconds of fucking, yeah, that shit was bullshit. But not,
1: not his, not Brad Pitt taking shots at the John Bolton being a, a bitch, but um, just like the rest of the politicians. But uh, yeah, it was it was cool for Brad Pitt to say some shit about it, and and like you only have a couple of people left that actually pay attention. The so, Politics, yeah. Brad Pitt came out a little more. I don't know. It was a nice. He he. Uh, I think he shot out his kids and whatnot. Um, a lot of a lot of the winners had good things to say, which was pretty cool. It didn't take too long, um, but I mean they all have forty five seconds to say something, and a lot of them didn't even use the forty five seconds. But I uh, I think it was cool to see him get another award, and him and, and then him being like that he'll. Go and act with Leonardo DiCaprio and work with Tarantino any day, and just give him a call. I was like, that's fucking awesome, because that's essentially what they
0: did for once. And time, even and like about day, like Brad even told him like, hey, he's willing to do anything for Quentin again, like just give him a call.
1: Yeah, I I mean like, they, but that's what I'm saying. Like they he they literally did the same thing to make this movie. Like he he's like, I I want you guys to be in it. And then they're like, oh, I'll send the script. And he's like, no, fuck that. He's like, you guys got to come here. So him and Leo flew out, and or wherever they, he lives, and went to his fucking balcony. No phones, no nothing. They sat on his balcony and smoked cigars or some shit and read this thing. And it's straight up 70s. And it's like,
0: fuck. Like, and I like when awesome. mentioned the stunt coordinators and everybody. Like, he mentioned the people that worked on the film. Like, shout out to, like, the stunt people. Because he, he played a stuntman. So it was kind of like a stuntman slash bodyguard. So it was kind of like... From that perspective as well. Yeah. Uh, but another thing too, uh, like, like I said, it was kind of cool that like, he created that. Let's get on to Best Actor. We had Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Jonathan Price for Two Popes, Adam Driver for Mirror Story, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, and Leonardo DiCaprio once My Time? Who I would. You know, great nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, And of course, Joaquin Phoenix won, but that's like pretty much like a trifecta because he won Best Actor for Joker in The Golden Globes. Won the SAG award for Joker, and now he won for Joker. Yeah. And I know we got to talk about his speech. Um, I mean, you want to talk about it? <laughs> for all oh, his speech? His Hawking Phoenix's um, speech. I think
1: his speech was awesome. Uh, he's used this platform for things that he believes in, which he's been living this lifestyle for a year. year. Uh, but he essentially shined light on humans being very greedy egotistical creatures that for being so creatively brilliant as far as evolutionizing the way humans have adapted to this environment we call earth it's so fucked up that we have to still take advantage of other sentient beings that are getting fucked every day and not realizing that it's just ruining everything still and it's just a big driving factor and they won't for the same things that we use love and compassion for we don't we turn our blind eye to the things that are are we are using up most and that's resources that are here that that we constantly deplete and we don't want to and it's like so we we don't want to use the same love and compassion to make sound changes that are the best for for the species essentially mm-hmm. and he uh, quoted he quoted a, a movie from dominion which is a, a a documentary about the dairy fucking industry and how terrible it is. And uh, he took a quote from it saying that like we're willing to have cows get artificially inseminated and to take away their calves from their from their mothers, all for the sole purpose of uh, adding milk and creamer to our coffee, and that we will gladly turn away from terrible treatments of animals that are brilliant creatures. Uh, with feelings and with families as well. And we, we do that for such minuscule things as how we take a coffee in the morning or what clothes we wear or, or the fact that we fatten up cows for consumption with bullshit and we intake that stuff in our body and we think that's it's considered healthy even though it's filled with shit. So it's like... He, he did it and he put it in a way... That instead of like, what I like to say, and mind you, I I have a a, a vegan diet, uh, and I I'm trying my best to have the same similar lifestyle, but it's it is what it is. But I I maintain a vegan diet for years now, and I for one, uh, I can I I see the the both sides and the extreme of it, and how like those same pe- vegan activists can be so fucking extremely like ridiculous i'm I'm trying to convince people on, on maybe having different perspectives on what they eat and what they use up and what they contribute to as far as industries go and uh there's a way to do it and i think joaquin phoenix was able to use the platform uh that he's been doing i mean you could see it from his speech how like nervous he looked how he was talking and and like I thought he was... I think he was afraid they were yeah, going to cut af- him off. Man, he never, yeah, they were, he was probably afraid they were going to cut him off if there was somebody was going to aim a red dot on his head. like
0: Because ever since, like, he did that Golden Globe speech, I think he yeah, afraid. like there
1: Yeah, and, and, like, he he looked... And that, and he just looked like he was coming from the heart. Because, dude, this guy's been vegan since he was, like, two or I three. I like for he quoted his brother. Four. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome River. for River, right?
0: Yeah, he what, did he... what was the quote? I was a song that River. Uh, See, so if you can look it up, but I forgot what the name of it. Is. He said it was one... His brother's uh, river song, right? Yeah, like his. yeah, it was from, like, a poem or a song he wrote. Uh. Yeah, because, honestly, like, I saw his Golden Glow speech, which is awesome. Like, like like Biko was saying, like, pretty much he speaks his mind. It's like, you know, he's not afraid to say what he believes in. But I think, too, like you said, like, the way he was, like, nervous, and stuff, I think he was afraid he was going to get caught off or someone was going to brush the stage or something. Because this is what I hate, you know, we got the whole free speech, is, it's like, you can't really, I can't really say you can't say anything, but I guess because being, you know, it's the Oscars, it's a public event. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never's watching, oh, see, you found the quote? No, but yeah, uh, so like,
1: here, and if they say it's three minute long speech, nearly three minutes. Um, he won Best Actor, and it's received many, Joker's received many accolades, and it's like, he spoke about giving a voice to the voiceless. Yeah. And he goes, and I quote, and I think at times we feel, or we've made to feel, or we're made to feel that we champion different causes, but for me, I see commonality. I think whether we're talking about gender inequality, or racism, or queer rights, or indigenous rights, or animal rights, we're literally talking about the same thing. We're talking about the fight against injustice. So that's what his speech was. He he was providing different factors of facts that are happening in our lives, whether you believe it, whether you want to see it or not, that are happening every day in this place. And he's saying they all fall under the same umbrella. That's injustice for the voiceless. So he's like he also talked about humans belief in being the center of the universe, which I'm saying it's like he says that. And then it says, We go into the natural world, we plunder for its resources. We also feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby, even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for her calf, and we put it in our coffee and our cereal. So I was paraphrasing earlier. Uh And so he's even said it too. He's like, I've been selfish. I've been cruel at times and hard to work with. And I'm grateful. But so many of you in this room have given me a second chance. And I think that's when we're at our best. When we support support each other. Not when we cancel each other out Mm -hmm. and for past mistakes. But when we help each other grow. When we educate each other. When we guide each other towards redemption. This is the best of humanity. Like he just fucking... Like this is going to go down history next to Brando's thing. So like speech back in the seventies, and he had uh, the Native American woman talk about what, how the travesty have given put on the Native Americans. But nonetheless, he goes. Oh, and I found the quote. So the quote he he gets from his brother seven when he was seventeen, Joaquin was seventeen. He's like I uh, when I was when he was when River was seventeen, he wrote uh, this lyric. He said, "Run to the rescue with love, and peace will follow." So, I'm like, fuck, dude, that's pretty dope. Um, so this is pretty cool to see that from him. Um, give a three minute speech that was love, with compassion and love instead of being the angry parent yelling at the child. It was just like try to reason with the with everyone in the audience and people watching. Um, and it's also states up from this article from uh, now this news. He's also been nominated from the past for his work in Gladiator, Walk the Line, and the Master. And this is his first win.
0: That's his first Oscar win. So, like, I, Yeah, it's like with Leo, too. It's like with Caprio, too. Remember, he was nominated for, he won for The Revenant.
1: Yeah, um, which I still don't think he should have won for The Revenant. It was a good something. film. He I enjoyed it. For, he fucking should have won for so many other movies. And they gave him The Revenant because he got raped by a bear. <laughs> which never fucking happened in the real story. But nonetheless, I digress. Um... Side note: After the awards, Vanity Fair hold, held the after party. We'll talk about that when we get. And it. him and Rooney Ru- Mara were walking around with signs that just said "Go Vegan," and it's just like a. Rudy like Mara, the, they were walking. Him and him and her were holding cards saying "Go Vegan" and doing like a a cards thing about just providing
0: statistics. And I stuff. know, like the Golden so cool. I know the Golden Globes were vegan. You know, uh, I didn't go Yeah,
1: they they made a thing to go to have an all vegan catered
0: thing, but fuck, and those many looked great. And then let's get on to the nitty-gritty um, uh, best picture. Uh, we had the sort of nominees were Parasite, um, 1917, Forbes Ferrari, Joker, What's My Time with Hollywood, The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story. And, Those are like
1: all movies I'm going to probably end up watching.
0: Yeah, so Definitely that's probably point, because our mom called us earlier, she called me like she was trying to find Parasite on Netflix. I'm like, already, she, <laughs> already. I'm like, I told her, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, even I helped her, I am not nah, so I think it's only available on rental though. I think our I'm Mexican mother, who has become a cinephile because she goes every Tuesday
1: to the theater, and then watches, I'm basically her yeah, fandango. I'm basically, her her friend,
0: Dango. I'm basically yeah. like, she calls me up. Like, she's she is. Like, she is more up to date with these movies than we are. I know we have not. Tuesday. Like I said, the last film we saw together was Rise of Skywalker. Like, yeah. I got far back, and it's like it's December, and um, it wasn't great, guys. <laughs> so, it's like we haven't been back since. But that's what I'm
1: saying. Like, uh, she watch this is a woman who watches telenovelas for
0: a fucking living, dude. So, it's just I've like she's been watching none of the movies. I told her if you want, yeah, that's awesome. But I told her, like, since Paris, I've watched Irishman because I know she loves Al Pacino, she loves Robert De Niro. I know she'll enjoy that film because she grew up watching them. So, yeah. it's like, I told her to watch that. Um, I mean, I have not seen 1917. Four for our first for our was kind of an interesting story. Um, That's a true story. Like we seen Joker once behind Hollywood. I didn't know they made that Little Women. That was kind of interesting because um, yeah. I kept seeing the trailers on. C R C
1: Ronan one or uh, was nominated. It was good to see. I haven't seen her since that. Uh, what's that movie? Hannah. Yeah, so it's like what the
0: it's all grown up. But, the yeah. Irishman, um, Jojo Rabbit, and Mary Story. So and then Parasite won. <laughs> the <laughs> they parasite won best took it picture, again, guys. Fuck they it. took it. Like then the funny thing was, he tied that that director tied for uh, Walt Disney's record for four Academy Awards. Um, and I read to something I read it to about the story, I guess when he actually worked on uh, Snowpiercer, he worked on there on Snowpiercer and what's his name, Harvey Weinstein. At the time. Didn't want... Because he wanted to include his fishing... Like, um... For Snowpiercer... uh, Bong Joon-ho wanted to include his fishing scene. And, of course, um... Harry Watson wanted to have his opinion. and said, oh, we need more action. Funny thing is... Bong Joon-ho decided... You know what? He said... I want to have this fishing scene because my dad was a fisherman. And Harry was just like... Oh, for family? That's fine. Go ahead. funny thing is he lied. (laughs) Just because... It just shows how much of a producer wants to get... It shows, like, what they're trying to push you to change your original vision. So I just read that online. Like, he basically told Harvey saying, you know, basically a lie, so he can keep the scene that he wanted intentionally. But it's it's funny. It's something I saw on Reddit. But, you know, congratulations to the cast and crew of of, um, of Parasite. And the only thing that was kind of sucked to... The lights went out on them. And people were and then everyone in the audience were pissed because like, hey, put the lights on. Why are you cutting oh, them yeah, off? There they, yeah. so, they had the whole cast on there and they're trying to cut them off. They were trying to get their speeches. And then the lights go on, and everyone like in the audience was like, hey, what's going on? Put the lights What the hell? Put the lights up. Oh,
1: so now you're pressed for time again? Like, God. That's what I'm saying. Like they were so big. They're, they were so pressed for time. And then suddenly they're up there doing their condolences for the win. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. Let them do their thing. Let them have their speech, man. And they won. It's fucking a big deal. That guy just swept four cat. He, he won four fucking Oscars in a night. Last person was Walt Disney, and he's dead. Like, that's wild. And they go ahead and turn to oh, now it's, oh, we got to cut it, guys. Oh, now you got to cut it? The biggest award of the night that everybody really waits for, and you fucking cut it off? Get out of here, dude. So, like, it was, man, kudos to Parasite. Excellent for them to just to sweep four really good categories and it looks like this is gonna be i'm I'm happy for this for this director he's gonna get a big boost in hollywood all these studios are gonna come knocking on his door and, and he's gonna get a good fund um the the woman that was talking at towards the end of their speech she's a korean investor dude like she's been a big deal for uh, Korean, uh, I want to say, product enterprises being marketed around the world. Like, she's a big deal with K-pop. She's a big deal with mm-hmm. the Korean film industry. So, like, she's connected. So, uh, it's awesome to see him get this platform and to win it and to the Academy to recognize Parasite being such an important film um, that's got a, a very strong message. I think, we should, I think it's, it's on awesome. Amazon
0: Video. I think we should just rent just to check it out. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to rent it today, but, like, yeah, I, it's...
1: Man, I, I'm sure it's gonna be. A, it's an excellent movie. And then of course, so, um,
0: it. they did the whole memorial segment, and you know, they had some the oh, yeah. names like Kobe Brown was there because remember he won Academy Award well for a short film for Deer Basketball. Um, Kirk Douglas passed away. It's last week. It's like the week.
1: first person they said.
0: It's and Kobe. Kirk Douglas passed. They had Billy Ellis um doing the song yesterday for the Beatles um, and they had a Kirk Douglas who um you know passed away last week. The last of the Golden Age of Hollywood at 103 years old. Wow, huh. Ian am Spartacus. Um and um I guess uh people say there were some notable names that were not in the list. Um there was Luke Perry. You know, he died last year in March due to a massive stroke. He was in film as well. Um his last role was in Credit Tarantino's Once of my time in Hollywood. So, um, of course, Cameron Boyce, who was you know he was in some films as grown ups, so he was other films. He was of course in Jesse and Descendants. Um, he died last. He was 20 years old. He died last, unexpected in July 2019, with epilepsy. Um, Sid Haig and Tim Conway, both who died in twenty nineteen, were missing from the telecast as well. Of course, um, Tim Conway, comedian. You know he'd done a lot of films, Apple Dumpling Gang, and all that and stuff. And, um, and of course, uh, Sid Haig, who he recognize from the Rob Zombie films. And he also done some films as well in his younger time. Um, it was one of those names that you know, they didn't mention those. Uh, I guess a lot of people were saying, uh, I guess people on Twitter saying, you know, here's one saying, uh, this is from a tweet saying, wait a minute, let me see if I'm going to this, Doctor Oscar San song, Luke Perry was excluded despite that he's in one of the nominated films. Because his last film that he filmed was Lost in Time Hollywood. And I said the fact that um, the Academy failed to include Luke Perry and Cameron Boyce in the tribute is something I didn't... Still haven't been able to wrap my head around. Somebody tweeted. So... That's kind of interesting. Um, but it's like I said, it's always been the past. They always kind of... You know, sometimes, you know... And like I said, they'll you know, say hey too, because he's literally an icon of hard job. He came out of some films. I think he was on Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in the day as well.
1: Leave it to... Uh, it could just been a human error, but at the same time, it's like... But they were able to include uh, what's his name right away. Um, uh, Kirk Douglas is, is which it, I'm not trying to be insensitive here. He was a fucking legend. He was the, he was the uh, last of the original Hollywood, and like he just passed away a couple of days ago. But nonetheless, it's just kind of like. Those other deaths were pretty recently, too. The other one was, like, in November. That one guy that was in the Devil's Rejects 3 died, like, before the... Like, the day before the premiere or some shit.
0: Like John Singleton. I was cool to John Singleton. And then John Singleton,
1: Singleton getting okay. the nod. Like, he died earlier last year. And, like, fuck, man. Like... I you am know, I'm trying to exclude everyone. There's people dying every day. But, like... How did they forget a couple of these actors? They even got Peter Mayhew! <laughs> Chewing! What? <laughs> what? But, I mean... I, I, we're. I mean, it's a it's a a televised obituary here, people. But like, nonetheless, like they could have at least they they could have
0: recognized these people. Oh, they had Doris Day too. Uh, she's yeah. another one it's that awesome. age as well. So, <laughs> like I said, Oscars. Like I said, this was like the first time we've seen the Oscars and I don't remember the last time we saw the Oscars, but it's like like I said, it was interesting. They say the least. Um. All right. Um. So let's get on to we're just starting a segment with Biko called um, It Came From Reddit. How oh, fuck. Dun, dun, so, dun, 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 dun. Going on Reddit. Alright dude um, what, what do we got for us
1: Biko? So as I'm going on Reddit here let me pop this shit up. Uh, one of the things I saw was the what I mentioned earlier was a, a cute card with uh, with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, his wife uh, uh, Rooney Mara or yeah Rooney Mara they went to the Vanity Fair thing uh, after party for the Oscars and they went ahead and uh, just, you know, went around with their like, feeding card with some facts and, and data supporting that why this, if you made certain changes would be cool. So, you know, like they're, they're, they're living their activist thing. So, like, I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, nonetheless, I follow a couple of different subreddits on my, on my personal profile page for Reddit. Uh, one thing I did see is that there is, there has been mysterious radio signals coming from a distant galaxy every 16 days. Mm. Ah, so somebody's trying to contact us in the universe. But uh, no, it's, it's not major news. But it's fucking something interesting to look at. Uh, another thing I went on Reddit for. I must mention. Is that? Fuck. Oh, okay, there you go. So uh, people have. Uh, for the trending topics, obviously, with with *Parasite* being one of them, um, Joaquin Phoenix's ma- wonderful speech going off, just a lot of different a lot of different things. Uh, right now, I think the biggest thing I read, I'm noticing is uh, there has been a, a breach from Equifax, uh, and they're saying that the U.S. I'm assuming the FBI caught onto them, but there are like four Chinese military hackers that apparently we hired from China there were Chinese military guys that we brought in for some projects or whatever mm-hmm. they hacked into the Equifax as data hive and they went and they went and, and basically recorded and stole all the personal information of tens of millions of Americans so if you guys aren't aware of Equifax Equifax is a credit bureau that is Essentially funded by the government, so and they're one of the three branches of the credit bureaus that oversee our credit score that deems us whether we're worthy enough of being given money, or worthy of work or slaves. But nonetheless, it's it's Equifax, TransUnion, and uh, I can't remember the last one. But what, nonetheless, Equifax, this isn't the first time that they've been breached. They've been breached uh, back in twenty eighteen. They still seem that like it doesn't seem like they can easily keep getting breached. So, if you... Your information is most likely on Equifax because they all store it. I would suggest checking to see if your data might have been hacked. But when it says tens of millions of Americans... Yeah, I think, no, that's
0: my check. I, my thing was... Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm one of those lucky because I think they sent me a link, the, the check, and... I think somebody sent me a link to check it and it showed that i was good that they didn't get my information but like i said not many people are lucky so no definitely I mean, recommend you guys definitely check that the out.
1: odds of that of you getting your shit sewn is very highly it's it's high I, I mean like i if you haven't been a, a, a victim of identity theft chances are it will happen i don't know i don't have the correct statistic on like the odds of it but from experience my shit's been hacked um, I've had cards taken out of my name since I was maybe 17, 18, when I didn't even have, I didn't even, never even gotten a credit card from. For example, I, I never got a credit card from Citibank, and I think a few years ago I went to report uh, to check to see my credit score and went, to, and I heard about this this breach, so I went to check and see. And Equifax gives you a list of all the stuff that's been taken out in your name or any time you do a run a credit check background or any time a, a, an employer does it too because you do have a right to a real credit report for that. So I saw that Citi was taken out back in like 2012. I've never even done shit with Citibank let alone, and I still get stuff from them. But nonetheless, definitely people check your shit. Make sure that everything is pretty much encrypted or secured because uh, nothing's safe out here. Uh, another thing that I did see, uh, if you are in the Chicago area specifically, or if you're in Illinois, Lake Michigan is over flooding. And it's it's due to our ridiculous, obviously climate change, but the it's over flooding and um, our governor and the Lori lightfoot who is the new elected mayor this year she's trying to push to federal for the federal people to the federal government to announce it as a, a state of emergency because it's fucking up ports. they're using city workers to go and take care of um, the over flooding which obviously they put themselves in danger
0: doing yeah. dealing with these i mean cold i think winds, it's because too like the whole midwest uh, region has been it's been this period where okay it has been snowing, and we get these storms that are, you know, okay, it'll start to snow, but all of a sudden, it starts at, at the rain. And like, it makes us, we never had, this winter has been a really inconsistent. The problem is, we don't get that many sunny days. Even though it's not sunny, it's still cloudy, so it doesn't really help for, the, you know, get the evaporation. So, today was lucky that was like the first sunshine I saw, like, this month, so far. Um, And then, of course, we're going to get hit with another late storm Um, later on Wednesday, going into Thursday, and then, of course... We're going to get our sub-zero temperatures, our first below-zero temperatures, um, Thursday going into Friday, but it's going to warm up again next week. Hopefully, next week, um, it's supposed to be in the 40s, so hopefully that little temperature increase, and hopefully we get some sunshine, will kind of help evaporate most of the excess water. It's just it's been like a weird winter. Yeah, But uh, yeah, I... Uh, that's kind of cool that you <laughs> mentioned that as well. Uh, okay, I don't. So yeah, they. I was
1: I was reading the Chicago Tribune and uh, it's it's crazy to see that um, this is something that's not really getting. I, I'm glad the Tribune is fucking pr- um, putting this on the on their paper for the day because that's pretty crazy. Um, but I, my my condolences for the people who are dealing with that shit. Uh, all power to the. The city workers that are doing their best to fight this over flooding, and they gotta find solutions because this is fucking crazy. Like. It just goes to show you that we're, all the people who are fighting this shit in the Sahara, all the people who are dealing with this on the on islands and Puerto Rico and the Caribbean, fucking England got hit with the hurricane. Like, this is no fucking joke, people. Australia is like, still going through their shit. They, you just, they got flooded they got, now.
0: But I remember, like, they were fighting wildfires most of
1: the time. Now they get flooded. It's like,
0: oh my God, like, this
1: shit's crazy. But, um... It, people just pay attention it's pretty fucked
0: um and the coronavirus
1: is still fucking going oh it's-
0: yeah definitely guys that's something that you know we don't take that lightly and that's all been seen about the coronavirus yeah. yeah there's memes out there people like the Pope fun, saying yeah. oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> but it's like i mean then of course um i think we saw in the news there were uh a, a doctor who helped like you know who found traces of it and it was the one that first called. First called and he eventually died because he him too himself couldn't succumb to the effects of the coronavirus. It's like a rep- it's a respiratory illness. Um like I said, there are some treatments, but sometimes it's like, you know it's kinda hard. Um That's why it's been like a lot of like like traveling's restricted, you can't travel there to the urge people that people that are coming from China, like Americans are still there, fly back, but they're gonna be subject to quarantine, so it's like and then I was seeing the things I've read, like, people getting, like, coaching in their homes. They can't leave their homes, so it's like... No,
1: they can't
0: for, and like, the next 14 um, days. Till, yeah, like I said, that's something that's going on. Uh, I do want to mention, we want to go to the movie front. Uh, apparently, um, Birds of Prey changed their title. Um, I, guess, or I guess it didn't do as well. Of course not. <laughs> Over the weekend, it says here... Here's an article from comicbook.com. Um, Baron David, Brandon Davis is the one who wrote the article. obeying um, is saying, I quote, um, Birds of Prey and the Metabolism Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is changing its name to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey on all theater chain sites after a struggle to fly at the box office in its opening weekend. The underrated rated DC Comics movie, which had a lesser budget than most other major comic films in like DC or Marvel, opened to only $33.2 million at the domestic box office. Other R rated comic films and research such as Deadpool and Joker over to more than 130 million and 90 million, respectively. Birds was not expected to reach such highs, but was projected to earn at least closer to 50 million in his debut. Um, pretty much the same, conversations were swore online about why Birds was not able to use ticket sales in the first week of February, which much speculation points towards the R rated hindering a younger audience from buying tickets. The film was met with impressive reviews, getting a certified fresh from, oh, yeah. you know, sites such, such as like. You know, Reddit and all that. Um, uh, from my Tomatoes, I got certified fresh. It was seen that the film was intended to be an R rated ROM, but may have tested better with, with their audiences. Therefore, now released a Red Band treasure embraces sometimes and off file my adventure in its marketing. Um, says, so and even Cobble Ducks said they gave it a positive review, but it's like, it's weird how, you know, it's like, think about it, it's like when uh, Logan went R rated, you know. It was like, oh, look at R-rated, you know, there were, you know, how people gonna see it, you know? They thought in that film they good, and then of course, you know, Deadpool, but it's like properties like that, yeah. The one, you know, DC wants to take advantage of, it. you know, Deadpool was a successful R-rated movie franchise, but I mean, Deadpool in the comics is intended for adults, but it's like, no, yeah. and like I said, the of Prey trying to capitalize it as well. It was kind of cool, like you know, the trailer looks fine. You know, Harley can gain her start, you know, starting her own team, but I think. um I'm not gonna say they're not gonna throw shade saying why it didn't do as successful as they expected because of the R rating. I don't know why you're saying the R rating was the the cause. It's just it depends, you know. I mean it I mean yeah, I think because, you know, maybe the kids like Harley Quinn, but the problem is the way the film is portrayed, you know, parents were discouraging taking their kids to go see it. Because of the R rating. But it's like I mean I won't call it a flop. But, I mean, you got to give it a weekend. I mean, there a lot of things happened this weekend. You know, XFL came out. The Oscars. So, a lot of people's attention is always divided. So, it's like... And then, of course, with the weather being so weird, it's kind of... It, it sometimes discourages people from going out. So, that's one thing I just saw that was, like, noble from, like, movies-wise. Um, And then, I do want to get on the enemy front. So, this is kind of like my... Like, franchise's enemy <laughs> corner. So, I do want to mention, like, a few noble things. Um... I know the biggest thing from last week was, you know, um, the My Hero Academia manga. Of course, um, if you guys remember, um, they were under fire. Koshi was under fire. Kohei, Horikoshi was under fire because he had a villain who was like a doctor. And I guess um, his name, like the villain's name, his new name, um, his, his previous name was a reference. Uh, I guess it was a reference to... The original name was Murata Shinga, which pretty much Murata means. It was a codename for use for human experimentation taken by the Imperial Japanese Army's unit 731 during the Second Shio Japanese War of World War II. And, of course, Chinese, uh, Chinese victims were experience were called Murata. So, like I said, the creator had no intention of naming that character after that. It was something that was unexpected, uncoincidential. And, you know, Shonen Jump, Shuncha, who also knows Shonen Jump here in the U.S., you know, they pulled a the thing online. It got to the point that the Chinese government decided to pull anything mentioning my hero academia. And of course, um, he went on Twitter. He went online. You know, apologizing. It was never his intention to name that character or something that was purely coincidental. Hmm. Even though the publisher, you know, they're still behind the creator, but at the same time, too, they pretty much said the same thing. You know, we apologize. It wasn't the artist's intention for that name. It was something, like I said, coincidental. we work working together, and luckily, he came up with another name. Um, The guy's new name is pretty much uh, um, Kudai, Garaki is the name for the villain, Um, and pretty much it's kanji for ball, or big, and then Garaki takes the last two syllables of the villain's mentor's name, Shigaraki, which includes um, kanji for tree, so I think the name looks kind of cool, so... I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, I can understand from his standpoint, it's kind of hard to make names, but sometimes it happens, you know. Sometimes you make a name, all of a sudden it gets referenced back. So, like I said, big step up from Chih- from um, Shonen Jump and the creator for come up with some kind of new name for the character. Like, he was willing to change it right away. Like I said, he apologized. Like I said, it's hard when it comes to naming characters because you never know. And that's why they always had those disclaimers saying, you know... The names, like any name, any names are into real persons, um, the animals is like it's pretty coincidental. So that was kind of cool that they decided um, to fix that. So in all future volumes and digital releases, will have the new name update. Um, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Another thing too, um, if you guys have Funimation now, of course you know Sony being the majority, you know, holder, stockholder of Funimation, Sony, uh, Sony of Japan, um, is Japan, of course they owned a lot of um. Subsidiarity subsidiary, um, Anime Studios so um, And I think I forgot that Another one day A1 Pictures Is another one day. own They just announced On um, tomorrow um, Durara And Blue Exorcist Will be available Sub and dub On Funimation Now um, If you guys remember Blue Exorcist um, That's one about You know uh, I've read the manga itself um, Really good manga Pretty much is about Two brothers um, Rin and pretty much
1: Sorry it looks like The house
0: Sorry, guys. So, pretty much, it's about two brothers, you know, um, end up becoming, you know, the spawn of Satan. But the one brother didn't get the powers, the other one did. But pretty much, they get raised by like a priest, uh, and pretty much, he wants to become an exorcist and defeat Satan. Really good manga, definitely recommend the read. Um, the anime was all right. I mean, it took some of the beginnings of it, but it kind of changed the ending a little bit. Because they thought it was going to last long. Then they did the Kyo Saga, which was like the famous saga in the manga. So it was kind of cool. They brought that back a few years back. And Dorara, I just finished that anime on Crunchyroll. So they're adding the whole series on Funimation now. So it's kind of cool. Like I said, they're slowly integrating a lot of the Aniplex properties into Funimation now. They're trying to make it more accessible. Um, one thing I'm going to mention. Uh, I was watching this. One anime today called Science Found in Love, so I try to prove it. So, <laughs> the whole premise is it's like I said, I was playing the beagle with a little bit of what it is. It's basically like, well, pretty much what it is is that these uh, people, these grad students, they work at a research lab in a university. And you can tell the two main characters are pretty much in love with each other. Like, there's a tension between them, but they're pretty much trying to, it's like a comedy, but it's like a, a romantic comedy. Let me read the plot here from Anime News Network. Um, Yukimura and Himuru are both graduate students working in the same lab. One morning all out of nowhere, Himuru announces to Yukimura that she believes that she is in love with him. Totally shocking her fellow scientists, Yukimura demands to know how Himuru has arrived to such a conclusion, seeing that as a science types, they simply cannot come to proper conclusions without evidence. Thus, the two begin an attempt to qu- quantify and Qualified the romantic feelings, determined that if love is in fact real, it must be provable with science. So basically, <laughs> they're pretty much they're, they're taking the whole concept of love and trying to analyze it at a scientific level. I think I'm like four episodes in, and it's kind of interesting. I think right now they're doing the whole concept of date, so it's kind of funny And they have other characters are like Kaiden, who's um, she's like the underclassman, the undergraduate, and then you got I forgot the guy's name. He's like he plays. Uh, soccer, so they have colleagues. Someone plays soccer, right now I forgot his name. Oh, uh, Kosuke is his name. Um, he's like, he's a soccer guy, uh, but he's in love with 2D girls, so pretty much uh, he's more like with 2D girls. Um, and then, of course, they got uh, another one yeah, uh, Anna Iribata is like uh, the head of the group. And then, of course, they got the professor Ikeda, who's the head of the research group as well. Um, and then everybody who's same so thing, she's a gamer, but she's kind of like the senpai, so she's kind of like the, the, the fourth year ahead of them. But it's kind of funny, definitely check it out. Um, currently, it's is showing on Crunchyroll itself, but it's kind of like a really but it's kind of cool how they're taking the whole concept of love and trying to put it at a scientific level. So it's kind of interesting, guys. That's kind of um, caught one of the picks that I kind of wanted to stand it out. So that's my little anime corner guys so definitely you know if you're in anime check out Crunchyroll for for Frontimation Now High Dive you know Hulu or Netflix wherever you guys get your anime fix um anything else Biko before we sign off for tonight um try not to
1: sorry uh stay safe out there guys sanitize uh be careful out there because this shit's spreading fast, man. And coronavirus is no joke if it's legit. So just don't, you know, just be mindful of your surroundings as far as that shit coming around. I mean, that shit's hitting everywhere and they're just not reporting it right away. They are, but China is only reporting the most that they can and they don't even want to. I'm sure they're not reporting everything. So here we are. Um, This 2020 is starting off to be something ridiculous. So it looks like more of the same trend from 2019.
0: And also, too, especially on Thursday, guys, here in the North and the Midwest, so definitely bundle up, guys, keep warm. Um, currently, my work, I'm working nights right now, so, yeah, definitely going to be bundle up like a ninja, you know, basically, keep myself insulated. But, yeah, because temperatures are supposed to drop Thursday night into Friday, but it's supposed to warm up on Saturday. So, But that time being, if you guys are going to be out that time, at the evening, definitely uh, bundle up be near a warm place if you need to you don't stay outside too long um then of course sonic the hedgehog will be coming out this friday i'm actually looking forward to go see it uh because you know this was a you know when it comes to video game films it's you know and luckily with the fan backlash of the first trailer they were able to go and hire somebody who worked on on the, the sonic mania helped the character design so i kind of like they did like a little in the middle and i like the design they did for the, the film and the side that his personality is more like Sonic's pretty much out there. So it's like his personality is, you know, he's curious. You know, he's in a different world, you know. Yeah, he's going to be curious about new things. He places to run. So I can't wait to see Jim carrying the theater again, <laughs> in a movie again. So, got I'm looking forward to it. So I know it comes out this Thursday evening. But chances are I'm probably going to try to see it in the weekend. Finally, I'm not working. So uh, that's pretty much what I got for you guys. Um, I did want to mention that we are going to be at C2E2. Um, we're actually gonna check it out on Saturday, the 20th of February, when we walk around the floor. Um, definitely check out everything they got. The showing for this year, we're looking forward to panels, see what the new, you know, comics are gonna be announcing, and new properties are gonna be introducing. You know, and just see the people. You know, um, if you do walk, see us walking around. Um, I do want to mention i um, will be dressed as Deadpool, wearing a fin costume from Adventure Time. So definitely, if you're in the Chicago area, definitely want to check us out. Um, we are working on possibly getting like business cards made to give you guys out. it pretty much gives us a just a description of this podcast about you know promoting guys. Like I said, also check out our Discord. So like I said, uh, we just had it up right now. And, uh, it's in the evening. Like I said, we would like to record our show on Mondays and have it up later that evening. But if you guys want to chime in, we'll have the server up right now, or we'll put the server up again when we're recording. Uh, just check this out. Go to Discord. Look for talking. Talking Pop podcast—it's all one word. Check it out! Check it on there. Um, you can check out my Twitter handle is at at the eighty five. You can tweet me using the hashtag TalkPop. Um, we do have a storefront. It's Tspring. dot com slash stores slash Talking Pop. We got T shirts, we got hoodies, we got you know um, tank tops, we got coffee mugs um, with the pop logo. I am trying to try to work on making a, a design for a franchise shirt and a Beagle shirt. Um, I'm still working on the concept of that. Um, you can check out our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash Pop with the Five We'll put links to the podcast episodes. Or if you want to, like, do a shout-out or anything, let us know. Um, you can check out our backlog of episodes on Anchor, who's our sponsor. Also, you can check out us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and whatever other podcast outlets do you have. So that's pretty much it. wraps it up for this week, guys. Um... Of course, um, next week will be episode 50. So we'll see what kind of special thing we'll do next week. Uh, we're still working on an idea of the, uh, topics right now. So we'll see how it goes for this weekend. Uh, as always, I'm the franchise. I'm Beko. Cool. Geek on. Stay safe. Stay warm. And take care.